0: To get started, visit plushcare.com/weightloss. That's plushcare.com/weightloss.
1: Hello, and welcome to another episode of Friends with Friends. My name's Pete Allison. Uh,
0: this is Dave Cripp. Ahoy, ahoy, Peter, and ahoy to you on a special week. Hey, is it? What's tomorrow? tomorrow's my birthday there you go see Ah. tomorrow is your birthday today if you're listening on patreon (laughs) or if you're listening listening on yesterday yeah exactly (laughs) uh, (laughs) hence hence my use of special week pete you know yeah it's it's your birth week podcast wise because people don't always listen on the same day do they so i think for the purposes of of this just you know all weeks your birthday week
1: I do intend on postponing any birthday celebrations until I'd say Saturday, and then I have a few things over the next few days from that point on.
0: Okay, so you're not doing anything during this week? No. Tuesday's a bit of a shit day to have a birthday, isn't it? Because it is. Nobody you know what
1: cares. What is oh, thanks a lot. Do you know what? Um, <laughs> no, but- <laughs> do you know what's also a bad thing? getting up at 3:30 a.m. Mm. on your birthday on a Tuesday and then going to bed at about 7:30 in the evening. Yeah. So by the time that many people will be listening to this episode on Patreon, I may already be in bed at the end of my birthday.
0: Yeah, that is sad, isn't it? That is that is Are you working those hours all week as well? Yeah. Yeah, so Saturday is really the first time you can do anything.
1: Yeah, but then I I have a very good Easter weekend birthday. so
0: it's all fine oh of course it's bank holidays this weekend isn't it oh yeah but uh, I'm working those are you working both bank holidays (laughs) oh my god
1: but then on Easter Monday I go to see Dua Lipa uh, who fans of Friends of Friends quizzes will know I'm a fan (laughs) of because her music rights issues almost got our Instagram deleted Um, and then I am off on Tuesday
0: next Tuesday Tuesday. great (laughs) that's good
1: so everyone knows my diary for the next week now
0: yeah that's good to know i like the way you've had some sort of foresight but you've sort of just accidentally booked everything a week late
1: yeah i've just sort of split up what should be one day's worth of celebrating into about five smaller things yeah
0: i think that's the way to do it eke it out let everyone have their own bit of pete you know bit of yeah. celebrating with pete it's nice. not a big birthday anyway 31's not interesting it's one of the least interesting, isn't it? It's the first one after a big one. No, i don't have like,
1: another interesting birthday for nine
0: years. No, that's sad, isn't it? I know. I've got it coming <laughs> much quicker than that, Pete, but let's not dwell yeah. on that and let's maybe talk about friends. Yeah, okay. Um, who's this week's request from, Peter?
1: Well, the request was from uh, the Instagram of a middle-aged man, but it since turns out that it's somebody else very different related to that middle-aged man dave
0: oh that's exciting isn't it would you like have you got them both to hand there
1: i have lucy's message you can have a go this week so lucy's message says hello i'm lucy hi lucy um, and i'm so happy that you're doing my episode this week when i sent my request i didn't have instagram yet but my dad let me use his account instead i listened to the <sighs> podcast with him
0: oh that's um, nice
1: uh i that is nice father daughter friends with friends bonding yeah that's Um, lovely actually i hope you enjoyed watching this episode and can't wait to hear it on wednesday um today's the day lucy if you're
0: listening on wednesday (laughs) so for you lucy pete's birthday was yesterday so you've missed your chance to say happy birthday to pete but that's absolutely fine um because i've said it for you hey pete lucy says happy birthday thank you very
1: much lucy there
0: you go Covered all those bases.
1: Oh, and I didn't actually mention what she's requested. She's requested the one with all the Thanksgivings.
0: Season five, episode eight. Production code of special birthday production code. Pete four six seven six five
1: nine. Okay, I can't. I've got no link to that number, but fine.
0: No, okay. Uh, here's a synopsis as provided by our good friends at Wikipedia. Monica cooks Thanksgiving dinner. Afterwards, everyone shares stories of their worst ever Thanksgivings. Chandler's parents divorce, Joey getting a raw turkey stuck on his head, and a newly thin, teenaged Monica accidentally cutting off the tip of Chandler's toe with a sharp Teenage. knife. Teenage? After he called her fat the previous year. There's people that write these synopses, man. I tell you what, there's something... Yeah, I mean, are they... I suppose I she is teenage, nice. isn't she? It's just because she's literally a 30-year-old woman at this point. Yes. <laughs> it's always fun, isn't it, to watch the flashback ones and look how they've changed their appearance to try and make them look younger. Oh, but the and flashback
1: what- ones are so fun. Like, the, the hair, the styling, the jokes that they kind of make knowingly about their younger selves and how mm. kind of self-aware it is, it's so good.
0: Yeah, it's brilliant, isn't it? What I would say is in the main flashback, so so there's a few sort of uh, secondary flashbacks in this episode, but the main ones are obviously the, the, the Geller Geller family flash Thanksgivings of the past, aren't they? Basically Chandler meeting Monica for the first time and then getting his toe cut off. And of the four of them that are present at those flashback Thanksgivings, they've made a real effort with three of them. Like Ross has got a new- Incredibly different hairstyle, a moustache, completely differently styled. Rachel's obviously got a different nose. Monica is in the the fat costume, for better or worse. Chandler, meanwhile, looks exactly like Matthew Perry, but just if he put two sticks in his hair. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like-
1: I do love his hair, though. And I love, I, I don't know, I really like, I really like the, the. particularly the latter flashback, if that makes sense, when right. Monica... It's the the bit where Monica's lost the weight. Um, yeah, I just love like the sort of references to the band and the um, the styling of Chandler with his hair is really funny. The suits are really funny. The suits uh, are re- incredible. Yeah, I just really like
0: it. The suits and not only the suits, the way they do the the sleeve roll up as a sort yeah. of almost <laughs> yeah. like a dance move. Yeah. Quite something. But anyway, let's we will get to that. Let's start at the very beginning, in the words of Julie Andrews, in The Sound of Music. A reference I don't think I've brought up on Friends before. And I'm likely never to bring up again.
1: That a 70-year-old might make. <laughs>
0: All right. Fine. Way to cast aspersions on me. Um, we start, don't we? So they've just finished Thanksgiving dinner. And actually, I'd say the first two to three minutes of this is heavily dedicated to the thong.
1: <laughs> yes, some I found quite dull pervy humor from Joey about thongs, but perhaps that's because thongs aren't really uh, can't relate. <laughs> <laughs>
0: are, you, are, you, are you saying that the sort of pervy humor didn't appeal to you just because you uh, aren't interested in
1: I no, I just I find the uh, I find <sighs> This is hard to articulate, but I'll yeah. try. I find the friends' jokes from the men about women and thongs and boobs just a, a quite basic humour and yeah. not friends' writing at its best.
0: So I've sort of strained two different opinions on this bit, and I totally agree with you there. That's exactly where I always land on that sort of thing, I think. It's, it's A, it shows his age, B, it doesn't, show, it, it sort of shows that very 90s um, male female divide and, and all that sort of stuff, you know? But what I really like about the way this is crafted, and Friends doesn't do this very often, but it really made me laugh out loud watching it back when the theme tune played and we come back to Joey just still in the middle of a speech. And like as a technical bit of writing, it just really made me laugh as if if Joey's been sitting there just waxing lyrical about the thong for 10 minutes in the apartment and they've all had to listen. You know what I mean? Yeah, I do know what you mean. And I thought the way they did that was really funny. What I also found interesting... Um, because I do agree it's 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 not it's not the best bit of friends, is it? The men being pervy, basically. Um I just
1: think you'd kind of get that in the most basic of sitcoms right. at this time. Yeah. And no. Friends is absolutely not one of those, and yet the humour it resorts to is pretty base level.
0: Yeah, quite. Totally agree, totally on board with that. What is interesting is that Entertainment Weekly uh, I was reading up on this. So pe- people love this episode. Lucy, great choice, by the way. People love this episode. Agreed. It came third in the UK's favourite friends episodes of all time. Uh, it's one of the very best uh, in American polls regularly. Um, Entertainment Weekly, though, cited their favourite line in the entire episode, Pete. Something we will do on this podcast, and I doubt it's in yours, but their favourite line was, uh, the thong It's not so much an underpant as it is a, fa- a feat of engineering. That's his, f- their favorite line in all of Friends? No, in the whole in this episode. Not. In oh, list. I was going to say whole, that would be very
1: generous. Not in, okay. Um, not in the whole program. Yeah, barely even registered with me, with me
0: that line. Yeah, there you go. So look, for, not for the first time, we here on Friends with Friends and the good people of Entertainment Weekly having a difference of opinion. Yeah. So if you want to start the feud, should we should we call this an official feud now? Uh yeah. We we'll just wage war on Entertainment Weekly somehow. I, thought, I mean, they'll probably win.
1: Wage war.
0: That sort of you know culture war frenzy. You know, culture war is still a different Punt. thing, isn't it? Yeah, I know <laughs> culture. I said spit <laughs> Um So after we have all this sort of thong uh, evangelising, uh, again another phrase I didn't think I'd say on this podcast. Uh, we get into the sort of the crux of the episode, which is basically a competition to see who's had the worst time at Thanksgiving, isn't it?
1: Yeah, the idea that it's a Thanksgiving tradition for Chandler to be miserable.
0: Yes, and tell the story, like they all gather around the fire. Hmm. This episode, Pete, and this is only something that I've brought up because you texted me about it literally the other day, is basically the plot of Six the Musical, where everyone tries to compete to see who's had the worst time <laughs> uh, by telling their own stories. Yes, <laughs> and something, yes, I suppose I was watching, it is, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's very I do imagine similar. there are
1: many connections between the wives of Henry VIII and friends, but you've managed <laughs> no. to find
0: one. No, exactly. I just, when I was writing down, this is basically a competition to so see who's had the worst time. I was like, that is, that's the exact same plot, isn't it? Yeah. We see you sixth the musical. We see where you're getting your ideas from. What if we took the Friends episode about uh, Chandler's parents getting divorced and made that about Henry VIII? Yeah, cool. Let's write some songs. Basically. I mean, they
1: did a great job, so fair play. The
0: production meeting there. Yeah, Pete went to see it recently, by the way. That's, that's the premise. Loved of it. it. And, and enjoyed it, didn't you? Eighty-minute musicals, one
1: act, be in bed by quarter to ten.
0: All over yes. that. What a time to be alive! Oh, talking about things that seventy-year-olds would say, Pete Flipping neck. Oh, it's lovely yeah. to go to the theatre and be in bed by ten p.m. Isn't it?
1: Oh, I fully. I'm a th- I'm a thirty-one-year-old now. If you're listening, <laughs> yeah, no, uh, you will be. This is my last yeah. day of being thirty, so I'm definitely thirty-one now. Um, I'm allowed to say things yeah. about enjoying going to bed early.
0: You'll be watching the sound of music before you know it, Pete. <laughs> Fuck it won't. Um. Interesting that we get a different um, actor portraying Chandler's dad in this very brief flashback to his uh, parents' divorce.
1: Uh, I have a couple of points on this quite brief scene. Um, You know, more turkey, Mr Chandler? um, Yep. He was a guest judge on this season of RuPaul's Drag Race. Really? Because he's a popular comedian, not purely based on this uh, one (laughs) (laughs) appearance of Friends.
0: (laughs) It's the writers of Six the Musical, the producers of RuPaul's Drag Race, everybody is basically using this as inspiration.
1: Um, And also, if Chandler's dad's having an affair with him, why is he serving them Thanksgiving dinner?
0: Yeah, you'd think there'd be some sort of rotor change, wouldn't you? That is
1: acknowledged and referenced by Mrs. Bing at the meal as he is milling around serving the food. And it doesn't seem to be awkward, but it feels like it absolutely should be.
0: No, absolutely, absolutely. You wouldn't want, especially because this is the point where they're giving their son the news that they're breaking up. You would, even if, for some inexplicable reason, they absolutely couldn't do without him there during dinner, you know? They could just say, yeah. wait outside while we have this conversation. Eh? <laughs> it's probably not something you need to be in the room for. Uh, interestingly, this scene is one of many. Now, this this episode, for all its um, pros has a number of continuity errors for the rest of the seasons. And the internet is absolutely rife with them, Pete. So I will hold my hands up and say that I haven't clocked all these myself. There's a lot of these are from the internet and Reddit. But this scene is a particular one because more turkey, Mr. Chandler, uh, doesn't tie in with the fact that the original time Chandler tells this story in season one, he tells he says that he was eating dessert and he was in the middle of a bite of pumpkin pie when his parents told him they were getting divorced.
1: Yeah, uh,
0: wrong wrong meal. Wrong meal. He was eating pumpkin pie. He of course he wouldn't want more turkey Mr. Chandler. It's dessert. Mm. He's had his fill of turkey. So that's the first of the continuity errors. We'll come back to those throughout the episode because there are one, two, three, four more, Pete, at goodness different points in the episode. I know, I know. And in fact, actually, it may be a fifth one that I've noted that isn't in her. Yes. Oh, my goodness. Continuity error fun. Uh, then we get the sort of strange uh, occasional flashback to Phoebe's previous lives, right. which is... I,
1: this is another thing <laughs> that I absolutely love because I, I kind of love how much of a mad playful format change it is to show phoebe in the early 1900s Uh, (laughs) but i remember i remember crying laughing at these historical flashbacks to phoebe like losing limbs with that sort of comedy rhythmic blood squirting like it's just it's ridiculous but it knows it's ridiculous and it's really funny
0: it's absolutely unhinged, isn't it, within the within the world of Friends. They've just gone absolutely mad to great effect. But it's like you say, it's so different from pretty much anything else that ever happens. Because Friends isn't isn't it's hardly realistic in many ways, but it, it stays within the world almost always. The exceptions would be, I guess, the one the, the one, the alternative you know, reality one, the one that could have been. But apart from that, it basically stays within the real world, apart from this, where it just goes, yep, yeah, we're just going to dramatise Phoebe's stories about her in the Crimean War and <laughs> just roll with it. And, and, and the fact that when they comes back to it, they it's just Ross going, in this life, they don't really question it. They just go, yeah, that's the sort of thing you would say, I guess. You know, they, they, it's really in keeping with Phoebe's spirit, isn't it?
1: I also love how stupidly... Um, it it's done intentionally because in that, the, the I think particularly the second bit where phoebe's arm falls off, um, yeah. like it's a, a, an explosion that causes it. The explosion is like clearly a good sort of ten foot away. Everything else in the set remains completely unaffected, yeah. and yet then her arm just slides <laughs> off. <laughs> it's it's no, it doesn't make any sense, but yeah. you totally buy into
0: it she doesn't even fall over yet. her arm <laughs> is ripped <laughs> from its fine. socket yeah. yeah
1: and there's somebody in the background like just sort of pottering about organizing <laughs> stuff who doesn't even <laughs> flinch when something explodes
0: it's so good oh i misspoke when i said the Crimean war sorry they were during the civil war and world war one respectively no your Those wars no your war i just i think i just assumed it was supposed to be like a florence nightingale type thing but yeah nope there's actually. <laughs> would you like some hyper uh, internet nerdery? Come on. Uh, there was actually no battle that occurred on Thanksgiving in 1862 on November the 27th. The Battle of Cane Hill, though, did take place the following day in Washington County in Arkansas. So, maybe that's what Phoebe is remembering in her past life. Well, now we know. <laughs> and if we're to believe uh, the 1915 flashback, Pete. Uh, it would be a battle in Iraq. So there you go. Oh. That's where Phoebe's doing her nursing in Iraq.
1: Also, well dark to make jokes about limbs falling off in wars.
0: Oh, yeah. Again, unhinged. I honestly think it's absolutely unhinged. And like you say, it really works and it's really funny and it's really slapsticky, but it's absolutely unhinged, isn't it?
1: Isn't it, Matt? We've been talking about the sitcom Friends for the last few minutes and yet we're talking about wars and limbs and explosions
0: yes and and blood loss and all that sort of stuff yeah 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 i mean i wonder if they just had a a good deal on fake blood because there's also the chandler hospital scene when the toe comes off as well there's just a lot of fake blood knocking about in this episode it's true um so then we've got phoebe's side stories and then we've got joey's side story which is what kind of sets up the conclusion to this whole episode and that is joey getting the turkey stuck on his head
1: uh, raw turkey looks absolutely gross.
0: I cannot imagine having my head up a raw turkey's anus.
1: Do you, So that's not a real turkey, right? Like, you, you don't wise, get.
0: Yeah. No, it can't be, Pete. It can't be. You I mean cra- just from you, a, Like,
1: you won't just, get Matt LeBlanc to put his head up a
0: natural turkey. Uh, not just from food safety points of view. I would have thought it would be an absolute no. Also, joke.
1: isn't it wild that um, just if anyone actually did that, I could. Even for lols, yeah. I would not put my head up a turkey.
0: No. No, not in a million years. There's not, there's not a situation I don't think you put me in where you said, this could be solved by putting your head up a turkey, and I'd say, all right, that sounds like a good idea. I don't know if it's... I, uh, genuinely, the first thought that came to my head was, I don't even think my head would, would fit up a turkey.
1: <laughs>
0: <laughs> like, I've got quite a big head. I can't, find a, can't really find a bike helmet that'll fit me particularly comfortably. Now, how am I going to find a turkey? arse um, that's big enough, you know?
1: And <laughs> um, also, um, I don't know, you'd have to sort of stretch it over your head, wouldn't you? Well,
0: yeah, right. You'd have to really, like, as Monica says, sort of pry and the And even if you did and- that,
1: you, you'd pull the raw turkey apart. You'd just I wouldn't break have thought,
0: it. Yeah, I wouldn't have thought the raw turkey, the raw dead turkey would be structurally sound enough to withstand the amount of pressure you'd have to put on it to get a human head up it. That's, what we're that's asking I, yeah.
1: is what is the structural integrity of a raw
0: turkey's ass? Yeah. And it's one of the many questions on Friends with Friends that at this point of the podcast just seem like normal things to say.
1: Have we got any butchers listening to <laughs> Friends with Friends? If so,
0: please get in touch. If anyone's ever done this, and I don't mean independently, but I imagine on, it might be- Hang so- on though, I've just what? had a thought. Go on. When you stuff a turkey, don't you
1: put your fist up it? You pu- your fist's much smaller than your head, mate. Yeah, but like that's. <laughs> you could sort of. <laughs> you could Go sort on. of stretch it open with your fist and then yeah. work your way up from there.
0: I think you're vastly. Misunderstanding the Am I misunderstanding the elasticity head. of a of a of yeah. a turkey's ass? But look, it might be like we've got to move on from this very quickly. But it might be like giving birth. You know that that doesn't that doesn't feel right, does it? That doesn't feel like anything should be able to get out of there of that size, and yet biology makes it so. So maybe, Anyone who is listening to this episode
1: and uh, has had a baby, um, yes, they did just compare (laughs) childbirth to putting your fist up a turkey's ass.
0: Not your fist,
1: your head! Your head! Well, same. Same. Well, it's not the same,
0: but still. I wasn't comparing them as experiences, Pete. I was just comparing them as relative size of large objects getting through a smaller... Orifice.
1: What is the (laughs) biggest? Actually, this is a great
0: point. Can you read the message I sent you earlier, please? Because this Uh, is a great point. You said if anyone has just had a baby, then... um... Yes. um, (laughs) What a great point to mark this. uh, Kezia, I think
1: you say her name, um, said, uh, I listened to your podcast for the second time all during my pregnancy. My daughter was born on a Wednesday, so save the new episode for when I was in early labour. Now every Wednesday morning, we, slash I, listen when feeding her. She's only ten weeks. Out- ten weeks. Tiny. Yeah. Um, hopefully, your youngest listener. I'm, I'm sure she probably is.
0: Yep. I cannot um, imagine we've got a younger listener than ten weeks. Congratulations. Yes. Uh, first comes to say. Secondly, sorry that it is at this juncture in the podcast that we've we've sort of read that message out, but it just childbirth was mentioned, so it seemed apt. And thirdly, I was just out of all, out of all the responses we got from people, and there were so many. Thank you about when you listen to this podcast and what you were doing i genuinely did not expect someone to say i listened to it when i was in labor
1: yeah but that's happened a couple of times
0: yeah wild absolutely wild
1: imagine if you're in labor listening to us talking about things going up at turkey's house
0: oh no no yeah we should have put a warning on the start of this one in case you had saved it up for labor because isn't the right one is it to, when you're just about to birth a human child Uh, Anyway, so (laughs) so Joey, so yeah, I'm almost certain it's not a real turkey. It must be a prop turkey. Um, The other thing about this plot line is how implausible is it that Ross and Rachel wouldn't have heard that story at the time it happened?
1: Yeah, correct. I also, I love um, Phoebe's attempt to avoid freaking Monica out is to garnish the turkey while it's on Joey's head as if she might not notice.
0: Such a funny visual gag that when Joey is just bent over and Phoebe's just pottering about garnishing it. I think yeah. that is so brilliant. Yeah, it's it really made me laugh that.
1: Actually, and on the subject of why have Rachel and Ross never heard this story before? Yeah. I'm jumping forward a little bit. Yeah. But similarly, why have we never heard that
0: Monica caused Chandler to lose a toe? Well, Right. I mean, there's a whole Chandler's memory needs to be called heavily into question. And I think we'll come on to that in the second half of the podcast, won't we? Um, there's a couple of continuity issues with the turkey on his head, I'm afraid. Okay. Because the flashback says it's in 1992 when Joey got a turkey stuck on his head. But the problem is in the first flashback episode, you know, the one with the flashback where we see how Joey joined the group. That takes place in 1996 and flashes back to three years earlier. So Joey only met the group in 1993, yet was supposed to believe in 1992 he had a turkey on his head. I don't buy it, Pete. I sure hope someone got fired for that blunder.
1: Mm, I think we can safely kind of conclude that Friends doesn't really give a fuck about uh, continuity.
0: Yeah, so I think that's absolutely fair. This is my absolute favourite of the minute details. The flashback where Joey gets a turkey stuck in his head, you can still see the white and black tiled bathroom floor. It should be all white since Joey didn't actually put in the new tiling until oh, the episode. Oh God, who cares? <laughs> <laughs> who cares? Um, did you notice Gladys on the wall, by the way? No, I didn't, actually. Gladys, Phoebe's 3D art creation, is on the wall by the front door of Monica's apartment, um, which is, A, an incredible detail to have five years before that storyline, because that storyline is in season 10. Um, also, I mean, there is a tiny continuity in that when that does happen, Monica says Monica doesn't know who Gladys is or what Gladys is five years later, but she's, she's had it hung up on her wall. This doesn't seem a very Monica thing to have allowed Gladys to be hung on the wall, does it? No, not very stylish. Um, And I really enjoy the final bit of this scene where Joey is never facing Chandler correctly, but the way he does that and the way he moves around and spins. And this is what leads me to believe, Peter, that it's not a real turkey. Matt LeBlanc must have had eye holes in the turkey, right? (laughs) He must Um, have had eye holes. Otherwise, that's some super position. Yeah, he does turn exactly
1: 180 degrees, doesn't he?
0: Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and uh, unless they did multiple takes. Actually, talking of multiple takes, and I know you're not really that bothered about the continuity stuff, but this is an interesting one, I think. Because um, Joey says it smells bad, and Phoebe says, of course, it smells bad. You have your head in a dead animal, right? Hmm. Now, eagle-eyed viewers will, or eagle-eared listeners, maybe we will know that, actually, a later episode, they use this flashback again, right? And it's the one where Chandler gets caught, where he's going to... um, uh, off with Nancy, the realtor, you know? And they use this flashback again, but Phoebe says in that one, of course it smells bad, you have your head up a turkey's ass.
1: Yes, I did think I'd heard her say turkey's ass. Yeah. And... I just assumed that it was within that episode that I'd seen different versions, but...
0: Uh, no, no, no. So it turns out they used a different take of that flashback when they reused it later. Right, okay. That is interesting, oh. isn't it? Yeah. So that will explain it, because there will be people that write in and say, why is that different? And so hopefully we have covered that off. Peter, on that note, should we take a triumphant break? Yeah, Okay. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Plushcare.com slash weight loss. Right, to the gala so the the meat of this, what the Thanksgiving turkey of this is um the old Gala Thanksgivings, isn't it?
1: I right, Chandler hates Thanksgiving and yeah. therefore doesn't
0: eat any Thanksgiving food. Yeah. Like I just eat just eat the food. You can't be doing that, can you? And in the nicest possible way, and I presume a Sunday roast isn't the same sort of thing in terms of its regularity over there that, is, is it, that it is here. But it's not like Thanksgiving food is particularly mad, is it? It's just mostly meat and vegetables, which I would Big imagine. Roast, yeah. Yeah, it just is a fairly thing you have. If you're going to avoid that, there's a lot of meals you probably can't eat, isn't there?
1: Also, um, Chandler, while not deserving of losing a toe, is I don't know, he's incredibly
0: ridiculous. unkind about Monica. It's it's really not uh, either really in keeping with Chandler's character. In it, and it's just very strong on both occasions, isn't it?
1: It's just a really horrible, nasty line. Stuck here all night with your fat sister, which he says to her brother.
0: To her brother, yeah. And why doesn't Ross react? I mean, maybe maybe there's a sort of bit of weird toxic masculinity going on there. But if somebody said anything about my sister directly to me... I don't think I would just brush it off, you know? And you'd be like, what the fuck? What the fuck are you saying, man? You absolute bell. Um, and also, there's this dickish response earlier in the episode when Monica says, I'm Ross's little sister, and he looks at her and goes, yeah, sh- sure. Or whatever he says. He says, says okay, like, doesn't he? Yeah, Yeah. okay. Yeah, yeah. And it's just, ugh. It's horrible, isn't it? I don't know, Pete. I don't know. If, if we were in, you know, old and medieval times, maybe chop, a chop, up, chop Chop off the toe. toe. Yeah, absolutely. A toe for a toe.
1: Um, talking of Ross- uh, the really laboured way they get to that she plays for both teams joke oh my about God. Carol. <laughs>
0: it's, it's so like, laboured. You can
1: see that coming an absolute mile <laughs> off. It's like, oh.
0: It's so laboured, especially golf team. She plays team. for both teams. Golf team. You don't call it a golf team, do you? Like, it's such a, it was just a strange phrase in, in the first place. Yeah, Like, really she plays for the lacrosse team and the golf team. Oh, yeah, it was It was. Like time stopped still as you went, okay, here we go. It's coming. Oh, it's taking a while to get there. And the way he delivers it. So, I don't know. Again, this goes back to what you were saying earlier. This is knowing nods to what's to come, you know? But oof, oof. That was a, a labored approach, wasn't it? The other
1: strange thing about Chandler in this plot is when we go back to modern day Chandler and he's like incredibly angry to hear that the Monica insult played a part in him losing a bit of a toe, right? But he knew that happened, like, and it was an accident. And if he's pissed because he wrongly thinks Monica did it out of revenge, well, that's because he was incredibly unkind about her. Like, it doesn't... I don't get why he's so angry. Well,
0: it strikes me that he doesn't remember how he lost the toe at all. It's almost Which like. Which you
1: obviously would do.
0: Right. Without delving into uh, PTSD style ways your brain reacts to trauma and stuff, I wouldn't have thought that would. I don't know. But you'd really remember how your toe got cut off, wouldn't you? I think so, yeah. And it wasn't even that long ago. This is season five. So they're like late 20s. We're talking. Eight or nine years ago, Max? It's not like it's when you were five and you don't remember and you've blocked it out, I don't think. It's absolutely wild. The way he reacts, it doesn't seem to be that he's angry at Monica for it being a revenge thing, just that he didn't even realise Monica had cut his toe off.
1: Yeah, bizarre. doesn't quite make sense, does it?
0: No, no, it is very strange. And also, to not remember calling her fat in that way says a lot about the sort of stuff he was saying on the regular back then, doesn't it? Yeah, like that true. Is, that's Like, that chimed badly with us both, didn't it? As a thing that you would just never say, especially to someone's brother. And then he's like, oh my God, I can't believe I did that. Like, it was just a sort of casual, casual throwaway comment. It's also a strange setup that Monica is so, so into Chandler, because when we meet them for the first time in seasons one, two, and three, she's so dismissive of Chandler. Like, he's a dork, he's a nerd, I never want to get with him. And maybe this has played a part in that. But... She's so attracted to him, isn't she, when, when he comes yeah, out to Thanksgiving?
1: It kind of rewrites their early history, doesn't it, a bit?
0: Yeah, yeah. Although we do, or we are at least supposed to let believe that Monica is both now Finn and a chef because she fancied Chandler that much yes. <laughs> at Thanksgiving when, you know, in, in the late 80s. Uh, big old transformation, that isn't it? I know we won't dwell too much on on commas, Fat Monica.
1: A lot of weight to lose in a year,
0: but that's a, as a lot of that's a big transformation in one year, isn't it? Certainly. And then, yeah, their, their entire argument at the end of the episode is based on the fact he doesn't remember losing his toe, and he is, like you say, unfeasibly angry about it in the modern time, but not so angry that he can't be won over by a dancing turkey, Pete.
1: Yeah, that's true. And then they're in love.
0: Here's my question: Where the fuck's that turkey come from? They've the already start. eaten theirs. They've yes, she has a turkey. spare turkey. A spare, uncooked, thawed turkey. though, not a frozen turkey. That's like a thawed turkey. It's not cooked yet. She's either gone out to buy a turkey, which would be tricky, I'd say, on the evening of Thanksgiving in, in America, or she's got a spare turkey ready to go.
1: Yeah, I don't think many people do have spare turkeys today.
0: I wouldn't have thought so. Isn't the whole point that you have leftovers from the giant turkey in the first place? Questionable turkey stock levels. She got one. <laughs> uh, and would you like the final continuity error, as noted by the internet, that you won't care about. And you, I can hear you huffing already at, at the <laughs> idea of it. <laughs> but I'm going to read it out for you. Um, the Thanksgiving uh, flashback in 1988, sees Ross talking about his new girlfriend, Carol, whom he later marries. However, in the pilot, which took place in 1994, Ross and Carol divorced after a seven-year marriage, which would mean they got married in 1987. So actually, in 1988, when Ross says he's got a new girlfriend, he's already been married to her for a year. Oh, there you go. So there you go. Maybe he just hasn't told Jack and Judy. Maybe they are married. It's true. He it does keep things from them. It does, doesn't he? He doesn't tell them a lot of his secrets. Should we do some favourite lines? Yes. Yes. Hit me. Um,
1: I have gone for did the little rich boy have a problem with the butler? Yes, mine's worse. Really good. Uh, good. Great bit of Phoebeing. Um, Monica with the carrots and being like sometimes I like to put them between (laughs) my fingers like this.
0: The whole misunderstanding bit where she says it all out loud and by the time she's got the macaroni and cheese the carrots and the knife in her hands she looks insane and that that, that whole slapsticky bit is very funny, isn't it?
1: And a bit I actually did a lol at was when they take Chandler to hospital <laughs> yeah, and the doctor me. says, yeah. it says here the knife went through your shoe. And Jack Geller says, of course, <laughs> of course it did, they're made of wicker.
0: wicker. <laughs> <laughs> the great. wicker shoes are so funny. One of my favourites is from that scene as well where they realise they brought a, a bit of carrot rather than the toe and Judy Geller's delivery of oh, my God, there's a toe in my kitchen. Yeah, really good. It is really good. Uh, the way Joey says you're a dork to Ross uh, just always makes me laugh. That is, like, it's strangely not very frenzy, and the fact that Joey would normally come back or someone would come back with another funny gag, but Ross says, oh, so Limp's a lot. I came up with that, and he just looks at him and goes, you're a dork, and shuts him down. It's very high school, but it really made me laugh. And actually, another slightly underrated one, at the start when Joey's got the turkey on his head, and Monica says, is this supposed to be funny? And she goes, no, it's supposed to be scary. <laughs> yeah. And the way uh, Lisa Kudrow delivers that. Very good. All the lols from me. Um, right, we have a quiz, Dave.
1: A quiz from Joanna. From Joanna, um, which is 10 questions. So Ooh. because we've all got homes to go to. Yep. Um, we're going to do as a lightning
0: round. Oh, okay, great. Um, okay, so- i have to do the sounds. Oh, God, this is going to be...
1: Oof. Shall I uh, shall I do them as we go along?
0: Yeah, all right, you're going to do them okay, as we fine. Go, yeah?
1: Question one, yeah. how many people did the turkey that was stuck on Joey's head have to feed?
0: Ooh, 20, because I thought that was quite a lot of people for a turkey, but yes.
1: Correct. Question two, how did Ross pronounce butternut squash? Squitter and udbash. Correct. Question three, what were the names used for Ross and Chandler's fake IDs?
0: Oh, Clifford something and Roland Chang. Clifford, Clifford
1: Alvarez. Alvarez. Uh, half a point there for
0: you. Um,
1: we don't do half Who much. did Chip dump Rachel for? Uh, oh, none- yeah. God, I just gave you half a point. <laughs> yeah. Which we famously ones. don't do. No. Um, who did Chip uh, dump Rachel for? Nancy Branson. Uh, the full answer Joanna provided was that slut, Nancy Branson.
0: Fair, fair. That's deserving half uh, a
1: mark then. If, well, now you're up to a full mark again, so it's fine. Yeah. Um, question five, what was Ross looking for in the kitchen?
0: oh ooh, good one i didn't find that thing that you and jack wanted no i don't know i can't remember it's a bowl a bowl um question six where and what was chandler's injury uh toe oh do you need the foot oh they say the foot don't they don't yeah know. right foot we- correct hey it was 50/50, uh, wasn't it? what brand of macaroni did monica rub against her cheek Right, I don't know if this is a brand or a type of macaroni, and I did notice this, and I was going to bring it up. Elbow macaroni it was called. Is correct. Is that like a macaroni shaped like an elbow? Seems to be a brand. Oh, fair. Oh, I don't know. Oh,
1: who knows? Um, (laughs) Lightning, Pete, lightning. Sorry, pick up the pace. Which TV show inspired Ross and Chandler's 1988 Thanksgiving outfits? Miami Vice. Correct. What number is on the Magna Doodle? no chance, no chance. Three two, Three, two, seven. And finally, you know this one: which paintings hung on the wall in Monica's apartment in 1992?
0: Gladys is correct. I Very didn't count, quiz but there. you got some right, and then you got some wrong. Very good. We put it on the leaderboard of vagueness, as always. Um, uh, good quiz, thanks, Joe. And John, you know what next week's episode is? Always. So good one.
1: We are going to season six, episode seven.
0: The one where Phoebe runs. Ah, Phoebe runs. that's a classic, isn't it? That's an absolute classic. Uh, the one where Phoebe runs next week here on For Friends with Friends. Goodbye. Happy birthday, Pete. Thanks.